Hey, Shipper City. Thanks for listening. Before we jump into the episode, do me a favor and consider tapping that support this podcast link in your favorite podcast player. Every little bit helps us stay on the air and keeps us creating the content that you love. Be sure to follow along on social. We are on Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at iShipItPod. You can head over to the website, iShipItPod.com, to sign up for email updates when new episodes are released. And you can send us emails at iShipItPod at gmail.com. And remember to rate and review us on whatever platform you're listening to and tell your friends that you ship it. So take a second, do all of that while you enjoy a word from our sponsors. Thor ate a lot of Pop-Tarts in these fanfics. It is a hot garbage fire. Do you not know what sex pollen is? I mean, phantom seed. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't care. I ship it. I don't care. I ship it. I ship it. Hello there, geek girls, geek boys, and geeks beyond the binary. This is Emily J with the I Ship It podcast, your safe space on the internet for fan fiction, fandom, and all that stuff you've been pretending you're not reading on your phones. Oh, hello, my friends. Welcome to November. Thank you. Last week, uh, our guests, our special, wonderful guest, Annie, for the so much fun that we had together, squealing about all the sad love story, ghost stories that we love, and all the wonderful recommendations we ended up giving each other. I had so much fun, and I'm so glad that we figured out a way to talk to each other with a way to record it. Um <laughs> I do apologize. Uh, my microphone was the problem last week. There was a little bit of uh, some poor audio quality on our part. This had nothing to do with our special guest. Uh, her her side was crystal clear. I don't know what was going on with ours, but we're working on it. And so um, this should be back to normal this week, but wasn't necessarily the quality we like to put out, but we wanted to put the episode out, you know, and not have to re-record it after everything that Annie and I have been through trying to get that exact thing to happen. So I hope you enjoyed it despite my uh, clicks and pops from my mic. And uh, we'll we'll figure it out and we'll smooth things out for next time. Okay. But um, yeah, thanks, Annie. You're wonderful. You're perfect. Never change. And I always have so much fun when you come to Shipper City. So I'm glad that you'll be back more frequently. So as I mentioned, it is November. Um, and this is actually coming out on November 3rd. And in case this hasn't been abundantly clear thus far, um, I am an American. And November 3rd is a uh, pretty scary day here in the United States. This year especially it is Election Day. Um, so you guys, if you listen to this right when it comes out, will probably be drowning in Election Day updates, news, whatever. I'm starting to have palpitations just thinking about it again, which is completely not what I wanted to do for this episode. But I I, I, I think this is all going to come together. This is all going to, all these ingredients that I'm throwing out here for this episode, I think they're going to come together and actually form something that makes a little bit of sense and it's a cohesive piece of cake. But um so yeah, so we have an election coming up. If you've been living under a rock for the last four years, you may not know that we have a fascist in charge and he is up for re-election. Um, and it's not it's not a guarantee that he's not going to win. So um, I've been having nightmares. I know a lot of people have actually been having nightmares. Um, I, I A part of me thinks maybe this is a good thing because... 
the first time he was elected, hopefully the only time he was ever elected, um, I had I had no doubt that he was not going to win. There was absolutely no way. All of the polls, all of the science, all of the world, universe, everything was saying, no, no, you're good. You can continue with your kind of passive feelings toward the presidency and and this will just be a blip and then everything will go back to normal. And then it didn't. Um, so learning my lesson from last year, I guess, or last year, ugh, fuck, four years ago, feels like just last year. Um, I'm terrified <laughs> and I know I'm not alone. Um, I am actually pretty, pretty well protected as far as, you know, my immediate safety. Um, but I'm, I'm scared for myself and my husband and my family and my friends and all the people who are not as protected. Um, yeah, so it's really scary right now. And if you're, like I said, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, I'm so sorry to add to the, the din because <laughs> I don't know what else to call it. I mean, that's just, it's this dull roar of panic and terror that's always just living in the back of my throat and has been um, for years now. Uh, that may be what you're hearing in my voice. It's a little deeper, a little sexier than usual. Not that I would recommend this utter panic and sleeplessness as a way to make your voice sound sexier, but I'm I'm going to, you know, make some lemonade while we're here. Why not? But anyway, um, so I just, I just want you to know that I'm, if you're scared, um, we can be scared together. And I, I'm holding your hand, whether you know it or not, I am. And um, I don't know what's going to happen. And that's the worst part. My life this entire year has been a giant fucking question mark. And I know I'm not the only one. I know that. Um, but this is a big question mark and it's a scary one. And it's it's the unknown. And I know that that, you know, maybe by this time next week, it'll all be decided and it'll all be fine. And we'll just know and then we'll know what to do going forward. But right now it's a really scary question mark. So I was thinking about that and I was thinking about what what to do, what people do, what I do when I'm feeling out of control. And um, it sucks actually because used to be when I was feeling like I wasn't in control of anything, um, I would go to the gym a lot. I would, I would blow money on a gym membership and I would actually use it and go like twice a day and, and really throw myself into working out and, and, you know, not eat. And I looked great. I was a mess, but you know, who cares about anything else? Uh, but I can't do that right now because hi pandemic <laughs> and, um, yeah, uh, extra gym funds for working out at a mask at three o'clock in the morning when might be the only time nobody's there aren't really available right now. So I'm not doing that this time. Um, but that is a thing that I've done before. And another thing that I've done, uh, is throw myself into my fan, my fanfic, my fantasy world, because I can control things there because fucking shit makes sense when I'm writing it. I don't know who the piss paid these writers for this season of the of the world 2020. 
Um, but I think it must be the same people who did Game of Thrones because, again, a show I've never seen and I know everybody hated the ending. Ooh, that made it sound like this is the world's last season. <sighs> Let's hope it isn't. Let's hope it gets picked up by another network. Somebody who knows what the fuck they're doing. But, um, but you know, just in case, let's, let's plan accordingly. Let's act like, let's act, act as if, as my therapist used to always say. So, um, so I can't control anything and I feel helpless and powerless. So I can't work out. I go to my laptop then and I create a whole new world where everything makes sense and people play by my rules. And everybody has all the orgasms that they could possibly want. Those are, those are my rules. Everything makes sense. The good people win, the bad people lose and get punished and, mutilated in prison publicly and uh everybody who deserves nice orgasms gets them from the people that they love or themselves that's that's how it works in my brain and in my fix and um so you know i just want to tell you to not be no don't feel like there's anything wrong with not watching every second of the news on Tuesday or Wednesday or whenever all of this is finished. If you need to not check in with all of the social media, which I wholeheartedly suggest that you do not check in on all of your social medias um, and, and just chill the fuck out and, and do what you got to do. Lose yourself in reading or writing or, watching a movie that has nothing to do with current affairs, um, what, whatever you have to do. I, I don't want to hear shit about people saying that that's cowardly or that that's, you know, somehow makes you weak. It doesn't. It makes you fucking sane. And I don't know if you've looked around lately, but anybody with a shred of sanity is kind of in short supply. So let's do what we can to be as whole as we can be going into this this next phase whatever it is and maybe i'll look back on this in a couple months and be like wow emily you were so fucking grim and it turned out okay maybe that will happen maybe i don't know and that's the worst part so speaking of unknowns and taking things into our own hands and controlling the things that we can control. Uh, something came across my dash the other day that I had to had to first investigate. And I was hoping the whole time, I was like, oh, God, please, 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 please let this be enough that I can do an episode about it. Please, 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 please. And there was, there was just enough, guys, just enough that I could do an episode about it. Okay. So... Uh, back in September, I think, um, a movie poster came across my dash on Tumblr and I will put a, an image of it in the supplemental in the notes. Um, the movie poster, the, the film itself is called Cordelia and the poster when I looked at it, and and I'm not alone, um, so let me briefly describe it for you. The poster is in kind of, um, kind of contrasty light, so it's not quite black and white, but it's not a lot of detail. Um, there's some very 
uh, you know, Georgian Victorian looking wallpaper against which is pressed uh, a man. Um, His face is pressed against the wallpaper and there is a woman behind him with her hand, with her arms around him and she's biting his ear or kind of like nibbling on his neck. And the caption was, good morning to this movie poster and no one else. And then someone else chimed in because it's Tumblr and it's the best place in the world. Somebody else chimed in and said, they said pride and prejudice and pegging. And that's what it fucking looks like. Okay. I was like, whoa, did somebody just decide to like give everybody on AO3 what they want and write some like femdom Regency era pegging porn film and it's gonna come out in the movie theaters now is that what timeline we're living in because like we need a win i would watch that i fucking hate regency shit you guys know this i fucking hate pride and prejudice i hate everything everything uh, in that whole genre i fucking hate it okay but (laughs) if it was pride and prejudice and pegging could at least be convinced to buy a ticket out of curiosity so i was like fuck that's cool (laughs) good morning indeed to that movie poster and pride and prejudice and pegging and that's it um so i didn't think anything of it right then somebody else who cared more about it than i do went ahead and, and went looking for this movie because it said it came out in 2019. I think it was a British film. I don't think it was released in the United States in 2019. I think it's now available here now being 2020. Um, but I don't know for sure. I didn't check. Anyway, it didn't get a broad theatrical release. But so somebody went looking for it and they were like, oh, this isn't a femdom regency like sexy romance this is a fucking psychological thriller about i think it's like two sisters and one's kind of (laughs) bad and it's supposed to be a scary movie like i said psychological thriller right um the people who made the the poster then done fucked up because it does not look scary in the slightest (laughs) I mean, maybe a little like nervous excitement, but not even remotely fucking scary. It does not look like a psychological thriller. That's for goddamn sure. Um, nobody in that poster looks scared. It does not indicate that there's any danger <laughs> or uh, maliciousness planned. Um, it just looked like that guy's, you know, going to get pegged and he's going to be into it, which now that I'm thinking about all the Regency that I don't like, I feel like might be a common theme. Maybe I would like it more if we just gave these dudes what it seems that they want. Tell me I'm wrong. That's fine. We can fight about it. If your whole argument is Pride and Prejudice is wonderful and you have no taste, then I'll be like, yeah, you're probably right. End of message. End of transmission. Um, But yeah, so anyway, so Cordelia was a huge fucking disappointment because... They they promised the viewer one thing and then sorely, sorely disappointed them uh, with the film itself. Now, that could have been it, friends. Could have been it if 
we weren't all living in this dumpster together. So I just went on a whole tirade, right, about things we can and can't control. We can't control that Cordelia was a letdown. We can't. It's fine. (laughs) We can and have, if you go to Twitter or Tumblr or wherever, um, if you go to these places and you see that people have decided that they don't actually give a flying fuck what Cordelia the movie is about. They've decided that they know exactly what the movie should have been about based on the poster, and they wrote fan fiction about that. Now that, to that I say, well done, internet. This is why I have this podcast. This is the best thing I've seen, okay? The entire the entire fandom, and it exists. <laughs> the Cordelia movie poster fandom is now a thing, and it has nothing to do with the movie. It's just a bunch of people writing Regency-era femdom romances about the thoughts and feelings that they had and what they decided this movie should have been about. Now, if this doesn't scream to the film industry out there that there is a fucking market out there that you are ignoring, you are just ignoring all of this. I mean, I'm talking millions of dollars you could make from making a film that actually delivered on the promise of the Cordelia movie poster. Millions, okay? (laughs) I've heard the rumblings on the internet. I think, you know, the way that we feel about canon and movies lately, it's it's taking a turn. I can get into this a little bit in just a second, but a little bit more in just a second. But I think we could turn you guys, you guys being uh, artists, filmmakers, all of the people who create the canon, you could turn the tide if you spent even a minute on AO3. A minute. Like, you would not have to dig dig deep to know what people actually want as far as a film experience, all right? It's very much broadcast, very much out there for you, the the content creator, the, the filmmaker to find, okay? It's served up on a fucking platter. Why? With the tired reboots and the the fucking, you know, 1950s-ification of superheroes and and the the fucking sequels till we all, you know, bleed out of our eyeballs and just all of the boring stuff that has been created in the last decade, 15 years. Just guys, I'm not saying you have to read this fix and then offer these people jobs, but you fucking should because the people on AO3 are doing the work that you're supposed to be doing, okay? They're loving those characters more. They're loving the ideas more. They're, they're taking them at, at, they're taking them apart, right? To their, their core, to their base values, and they're building them into something better. And it's right fucking there. Just go and look. I read somewhere that um, fan fiction was actually in the middle of a 
I don't think it's a middle. I think, I mean, it, if it's the middle, it's been my entire fucking life. But like is is going through this renaissance or whatever where everybody's cool with it now, which is awesome. And it's so true. And I love it so much. Hi, I have this podcast because of that exact thing. Um, But more people are talking about it and tweeting about it and making TikToks about it. And it's so much more out in the open um, because it's the better alternative. Because canon these big budget blockbuster movies that we used to all clamor for, um, these big giant franchises that used to be kind of the cornerstone of our experience, they're they're not as fulfilling anymore because they're they're turning into fast food. And and when I say fast food, I mean uh unethically sourced, um, environmentally disastrous um super pro capitalism and uh just kind of leaves a weird sort of taste and maybe some upset tummies in its wake um and and you're not fulfilled by it it will sustain you it will keep you alive if you are an inch from death but it's not gonna fill your soul <laughs> the way that say a home cooked meal is and so the 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 uh the comparison that i read was uh the big budget blockbusters are the fast food and fan fiction is the home cooked the soul food the grandma's recipe it's made with love it's made for you somebody had you in mind when they took the time to to put this together they knew this was something that you would like and they made it just for you because they love you and because they love what they were working with so when you compare those two, why? Why would you ever think that the the McDonald's cheeseburger is the better option when, you know, you could have Nani's lasagna that she made for you because you're her bambina and she loves you so much and she knew you were coming, so she made it just for you. She worked all day. Why would you choose the burger over lasagna? You would not do that to Noni. <laughs> hello, <laughs> excuse me. Um, but, you know, there would not even be an option. Like there's not even, in my, in my brain, that's how I feel. And I know I'm not alone. So this whole Cordelia thing I thought was actually a really perfect example of that. Um, where we were presented with something <laughs> and as as a whole of the internet, we said, oh no, no thank you. We'll, we'll take it from here, darling. And uh, And that's what people on the internet did. Um, I saw some wonderful fan arts. I saw people taking that poster and um, adding and and changing the characters so that they were, uh, I saw Killing Eve and Villanelle. Uh, Killing Eve. I saw Eve Palastri and Villanelle from Killing Eve. Um, I saw another one that was, uh, what's the, oh, oh, um, Yennefer and Geralt from The Witcher. I saw a whole bunch. Um, those are the two that are standing out, but there were definitely more that I need to find and, and find a way to share with you. And then there were fix. <laughs> there were fix. Um, there are only seven, I think, so far. Uh, somebody on this this Tumblr post, which is on my Tumblr, I ship a pod on Tumblr. Um, I did reblog it because it was a perfect example of why I have this podcast and why I, I'm never afraid that I'm going to run out of material because this is a sustainably sourced uh, sourced resource that I'm I'm utilizing here. Um, <laughs> we'll fucking find something to fangirl over 
no matter what is what we proved this week or this past month. But um, somebody had said, I bet if you go on to AO3 right now, there is a Cordelia movie poster only fandom with fanfics in it about this poster. And I was like, oh, God, I hope so. Oh, please, please, please. This is what I was praying about at the beginning. I was like, oh, please, 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 let it be there, please. And it was. <laughs> no, it's not. The poster itself is not a fandom. But it is Cordelia 2020. Um, that is the the thing. And there are no fix about the actual film, mind you. Um, there are character names that I feel were pulled from the movie synopsis um but there's nothing that indicates that anybody who watched or who wrote these fix watched the movie and i for one think that's incredibly sexy i'm going to give you three fix that i read this week nice thing for us of scattered brain us of brain rot 2020 these are very short nobody nobody wrote some 50k thing um they they all kept it really short and sweet, which I personally appreciated because, fuck, my brain is scrambled eggs and it's really hard to concentrate. Even when I love something, even when I love a writer so much and I'm I'm reading a longer work that I've already been like decided I was invested in, it's still like, no, you have to like train your eyes to stay on the screen and you have to be engaged and you have to be involved because these are characters that you love. This is a story that you're following and this is a writer that you love. So you have to fucking pay attention. Now, these characters and these writers and these fics are very short. Um, I'm going to give you three titles and three authors. I'm not going to do what I normally do where I, I take each one and I do a little synopsis and a review and I'll tell you why in a second. So these will be in the notes, but the three that I chose of the seven works that are available First one is called Are You Tired Yet? by Mandolin Mad Chen One. The second is called Unnatural Philosophy by Cinemoras09. And the third is Then I Set Fire to Our Bed by Danae. Now, Emily, why did you not describe in detail what happens in these fix like you normally do? Because, friends, the same thing happens in every single fic. <laughs> The writers of this particular wonderful fandom all had exactly one thing in mind when they went to the internet and they started writing. And it's all well and perfectly done. So when you see the poster, if you haven't yet, and you want to know what these fics could possibly be about, I bet you could figure it out real quick what happens in each of these these fix. Um, it's it is Regent Sierra Femdom Romance times three. <laughs> Actually times seven, but um three in particular that I decided to highlight. Uh and I, I I'm gonna close with this because I haven't done this recently. I just need to do a little reminder. There is some kind of attitude sometimes when people are writing, especially that if they go to a tag or if they go to a, a fandom or whatever, and it seems like everybody's just writing the same things that they occasionally writers self-included get discouraged and say like, well, it's already been done. I mean, somebody already wrote that. I don't need to write it. No, 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 no,
you do need to write it because you had an idea about writing it and decided to see if it had already been done. That means that it means something to you. And there's probably a kernel of disappointment that you're feeling that you think you can't write it because it's already been done. Fan fiction, as I started this episode with the idea of, is like cake. Um, actually, I've called it a bunch of things this whole week, this whole episode. But I did bring it up to the beginning and said something that this entire episode here is going to turn into some sort of cake that we'll all bake together and, and hold its shape once we ice it. So we're getting to that. But um, sometimes... It's it's like going into a bakery, one of those like great Italian bakeries um, that have like the giant windows and there's like the huge trays of all the cookies and the thumbprints and the almond dusted. Oh my God, yeah, so good, right? Uh, I'm really missing all my Italian family lately. I don't know if you can tell. But um, so that so it's like going into an Italian bakery where everything smells amazing and there's so many different choices, right? And you go in and you're like, oh my God, I want one of every different kind of cookie. I want 37 different kinds of cookies. And fanfic is amazing because you can have that. You can have 37 different kinds of cookies slash kinds of fanfic because they exist, right? And sometimes you go into that bakery and you say, Noni, I want 37 cannoli. And she says, I have 37 cannoli. Do you want me to wrap them up for you? And you say, fucking right. Um, so <laughs> in this instance, it's seven different, it's seven, it's seven cannolis. It's the same thing seven times, three times for the ones that I've recommended, but you're going to read them all. I know you are. It's fine. I suggest that you do it. Um, so it's, it's, you know, sometimes you want all of the same thing. <laughs> and, and I've said this in my AU episodes. Um, I will read a coffee shop AU every single day of my life. If somebody presented me with a different coffee shop AU every single day with my pairing, my OTP, and it was like a different writer, but it was however many days left I have that many different coffee shop AUs, I would read every single one and I would never get sick of it. I want 17 million coffee shop cannolis, Right. Um, if you want three to seven different kinds of femdom regency romance, you have that and it's beautiful. It's wonderful. And so if you're one of those people who saw that po movie poster and was like, oh, I just want to write that story. I don't give a shit about some psychological thriller. Who fucking cares? Right. Nobody cares. Write that story. Don't. And there's only seven. So you're getting in on the ground floor, guys. I encourage this fandom to take the fuck off so that in two years when shit's normal again, we can all go to the movies together and we can see the actual Cordelia, what it was supposed to be, which is pride and prejudice and begging. OK, that's what I want. I think we can do it. I believe in us. I have faith in very little of the rest of the world, but I have faith in this, guys. This is something we can control, all right? Let's take this moment of uncertainty, this moment of panic and terror, and turn it into something positive and write a bunch of pride and prejudice and pegging. <laughs> Go forth, my friends. It's gonna be okay. I don't know how, but I, I believe in the power of fanfic. <laughs> and the power of fandom, and the power of pegging. And I want us all to get through this together. So take heart, 
take note, take care of yourselves, take care of each other. And above all else, as all this crazy shit goes down, keep your ship together.